Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the May 5th, 2023 News and Flashback Fun mini episode. I'm your host, Movie Guru. Ole! Today is Cinco de Mayo and also Revenge of the Fifth Day. It's also actor Henry Cavill and singer Adele's birthdays, as well as the debut of the 1977 TV show The Love Boat, 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy Vol 2, and today their third film, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol 3, which just opened today, and 2006's Mission Impossible 3. I want to wish my friends Nikki Regan, Lily Morin, and Dan McLeod, all of Hyannis, the best of luck on their living, love, loving life 5K run tomorrow. Special Olympics Mid-Cape Sports head coach Gail Capello's birthday happened to be Sunday, May 7th. She shares her birthday with newly turned first-time father Alexander Ludwig. May 7th happens to be the debut date for 2004's Van Helsing, 1999's The Mummy. That's the one with Brendan Fraser, not the one with Tom Cruise and a female mummy that nobody speaks of. Iron Man 2 and 1997's The Fifth Element. Believe it or not, WKKL general manager Lisa Zinsia's son, Zacharias Hoop, turns an amazing 20 years old on May 8th. My late cousin, Joey Engelman, has a heavenly birthday May 9th. The Engelmans will never forget this fun-loving, wonderful, hard-working young man who doted on his two nieces, but whose inner demons got the better of him in December 2019. The Engelman family misses you lots, Joey, and still thinks of you a lot. Hope you're riding a big wave up there in the heavens and having lots of ice cream and dancing a ton with Goggy and Pops. He shares his birthday with singer Billy Joel and actor Noah Centino. I would like to give an early birthday shout-out to my roommate, Cassie Steinberg who's of Hyannis, whose birthday technically isn't until Wednesday, May 10th. She shares her birthday with my twin cousins, Eli and Moshe Engelman, singer Bono, and Paige O'Hara, who voiced Belle in the Disney animated Beauty and the Beast. Now, before I get to flashback fun, I do have a few things I forgot to mention yesterday. First off, my friend Dan Burkoff's dad, John, has a very big milestone birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, John. And yesterday, the late Carrie Fisher finally got her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Her daughter, Billy Lord, tearfully accepted the honor. Today.com stated she kept her mom close during the late Carrie Fisher's post-Hummus Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony on Star Wars Day, May 4th. The actor accepted the honor on her mom's behalf, wearing a dress with Princess Leia on full display. Designed by Rodart, the sleeveless look featured a black sequin top with Fisher's iconic Star Wars character in her space buns and white dress. My mom died six and a half years ago, and ever since then I've fallen deeply in love with Leia and the entire Star Wars universe, Lord said during her emotional speech. I've gone from a little girl unwilling to even watch Star Wars to obsessive Star Wars fans. If you haven't noticed, I'm literally wearing a Princess Leia dress, she continued showing off the look. I sobbed when I watched The Mandalorian. I have a lightsaber lamp in my living room, X-Wing titles in my bathroom, and I buy every single piece of Leia merch I, Leia, 
my eyes on. Lord also paid tribute to her mom with her nail art. A tiny Princess Leia was painted on one of her nails. People's love for Leia didn't die with my mother, Lord said in her speech. It continues to get passed on from generation to generation. Just like my mom passed it on to me, and I am now passing it on to my children. And hopefully they will pass it on to theirs. Another big star is getting the uh, Walk of Fame star in a week's time. Country Now reported... CountryNow.com reported yesterday afternoon Blake Shelton will soon receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The country superstar will receive the 2,755th star on the Walk of Fame in the category of recording for his outstanding achievements in the music industry. Earlier this month, Walk of Fame producer Anna Martinez announced the exciting news via press release. Blake Shelton is one of the music and television world's most popular entertainers, Martinez shared. He keeps the voice audiences in stitches with his witty banter, and he's captured many hearts fans with his soulful country voice. To think that he began his career at the age of 17 is amazing. We are proud to have him join the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The dedication will take place at 62 12 Hollywood Boulevard in front of Amoeba Music in Los Angeles, California, on Friday, May 12th at 11.30 a.m. PST. He will receive the prestigious honor in front of a star-studded audience and thousands of fans who will attend both in person and virtually. Blake Shelton's star ceremony will be streamed live exclusively at walkoffame.com. I forgot to mention yesterday about the newest Muppet TV series, Muppet Mayhem. Based on the Muppets, Dr. Teeth, and the Electric Mayhem Band, it stars Taj Mahri, Lily Singh, Sarah Chowdhury, Anders Holm, and Muppet performers David Goles, Barretta, Peter Lintz, Eric Jacobson, Matt Vogel, and David Rudman, and rocks its way to its Disney Plus debut on Wednesday, May 10th. In the musical comedy show, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Band come face-to-face with the modern music world as they try to record their first-ever platinum album. ComingSoon.net reported May 2nd, director Jason Reitman and screenwriter Gil Keenan have found their next job for Sony Pictures, an untitled film about the -the behind-the-scenes take of Saturday Night Live's very first episode on October 11th, 1975. It will be based on real-life accounts of people who are actually there when it went down. The duo are currently working on the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, filming in New York City. That sequel will come out in December. Big news! The boys actor Carl Urban is in final talks to star in Mortal Kombat 2 and... The World Health Organization announced today COVID-19 is no longer being considered a serious global emergency, but it is still uh, quite the viral threat. But still, that's pretty dang good news, seeing as we've been tortured with COVID for over three years now. Bittersweet news for Yellowstone fans broke this morning from thehollywoodreporter.com. Yellowstone is officially coming to a close, but the Dunn Dynasty will live on. 
The news that Yellowstone's final episodes will start will air starting November, which follows a protracted scheduling battle with star Kevin Costner, also includes the formal reveal that Paramount will be moving forward with a sequel to the most-watched show across broadcast and ta- cable television. The new installment, which has been given a straight-to-series order, will have Yellowstone in its name, and, to the great relief of its Paramount Global Overlords, will stream on Paramount Plus and not Peacock, like its predecessor. The latter was the result of a 2020 streaming rights deal that even CEO Bob Backish has described as unfortunate. It being a new entry, the still-untitled sequel is able to operate outside the confines of the NBC Universal arrangement. And if the franchise had other spinoffs, including 1883 and 1923, which already stream on Paramount+, are any indication it's poised to be another boon to the service, which now counts 60 million subscribers. Planet of the Apes fans will go bananas over this. GeekTyrant.com reported hours ago as director Wes Ball is finishing his Planet of the is as director Wes Ball is finishing his Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movie. A new report has surfaced from Giant Freaking Robot claiming that Disney Plus is currently developing a Planet of the Apes series. There are really no other details to share on the series other than that. We don't know if this will be tied to the film franchise will be something completely different and separate. The report does note, though, that it's possible the series will run concurrent with the Planet of the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movie, but that's not confirmed. The upcoming film is said to start an all-new chapter in the Planet of the Apes saga, picking up many years after the conclusion of 2017's War for the Planet of the Apes. In the story... Many ape societies have grown from when the Moses, like Caesars, brought his people to an oasis, while humans have been reduced to a fair-like existence. Some groups have never heard of Caesar, but others have contorted his teaching to build burgeoning empires. In this setting, one ape leader begins to enslave other groups to find human technology, while another ape, who watches clan be taken, embarks on a journey to find freedom. A young human woman becomes key to Ladder's quest, although she has plans of her own. Kingdom of the Planet Apes currently has a release date of May 24, 2024. On to flashback fun. As tomorrow's King Charles III's big coronation and his grandson Archie's fourth birthday, this week's two flashback fun films are about two royal famous, two famous royal British figures, and they kind of balance each other out, sort of. King Charles III's beloved mother, Queen Elizabeth II, who passed away at 96 on September 8, 2022, was a strong and cherished British monarch, the longest reigning one in the country's history. She was a composed, brave woman, but 2006's The Queen written by Peter Morgan, showed the world a very vulnerable side of her. Starring Michael Sheen, the late Helen McCrory, and Helen Mirren as the title character, the October 6, 2006 serious biographical drama depicted her reaction to a series of events prior to and after the 97 death of Diana, Princess of Wales, 
The royal drama made $123 million in theaters and had six nominations, including the biggie of Best Picture at the 79th Academy Awards, getting a well-deserved actress win for Miran. Miran also won countless other awards for the role as well, including the Golden Globe Award and the BAFTA. According to IMDb.com, Miran was praised by Queen Elizabeth II for her role and was invited to dinner at Buckingham Palace, but she couldn't attend due to other Hollywood filming commitments at the time. Alex Jennings, who plays Prince Charles in the film, played his granduncle, the Duke of Windsor, the abdicated King Edward VIII in the Netflix TV series The Crown. Oddly enough, The Crown was also written by Peter Morgan, and Marin actually learned the Queen suffers from obsessive-compulsive disorder when she was interviewing people who personally knew her. So it was actually her total idea to show the Queen putting pens in order on the table while talking to Tony Blair via speakerphone at Balmoral. At first, director Stephen Frears wasn't convinced that this would be necessary, but thought it worked really well with the finished film. On the lighter side, I have Walt Disney's animated musical fantasy, The Sword and the Stone, based on T.H. White's 1938 book of the same name, featuring the voices of Junius Matthews, Carl Swelson, Ricky Sorsen, Sebastian Cabot, and Norman Alden. The December 25, 1953 release was Disney's lighthearted approach to King Arthur's humble start as he learns the power of kindness, knowledge, bravery, and love for the help of the, of the comical wizard Merlin. Sadly, it was the last ever animated film from Walt Disney Productions to be released in Walt Disney's lifetime as he passed away during pre-production on The Jungle Book. It had a lifetime gross of 22.2 million wizard duels in both the United States and Canada. A live-action version of the film was said to be in development for a future Disney Plus release back in 2015, but um, nothing's been said about it since. According to IMDb.com, it was the very first Disney animated film with songs by Robert B. Sherman and Richard M. Sherman. The brothers created some of the studio's best songs into the next decade. Probably the most famous of them happened to be the songs from Mary Poppins. And Sebastian Cabot, who voices the director, says, Hold it, Kay, to prevent Sir Kay from doing something stupid. Four years later, in 1967's The Jungle Book, he says, Hold it, Ka, in the same tone, voicing Bagheera, to keep Ka from eating Mowgli. And did you know that this is the fourth Disney animated film set in the United Kingdom after Alice in Wonderland in 1951, 101 Dalmatians in 1961, and Peter Pan in 1953? That's all for this week's news and flashback fun, folks. So until we meet again, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.